Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. I'm Aaron. This is Sean. I'm Shannon. You guys watching the Olympics this week? Yeah, a little bit. It's been pretty good. Nice. Yeah, it's been fun. I gotta, I gotta add uh, one favorite that I didn't, that none of us discussed, which was three on three basketball. That was so great. Our sister Kristen, who I'm sure we'll have on the show before too long, uh, she texted the family group and was like, "Is anybody watching this?" And so I turned it on. It was so good. And I think because of uh, Tokyo influence, every time they hit a free throw, it was like the. Oh, was it the one-up sound? It was it was a Mario Brothers sound that played every time someone oh, really? made a free throw. <laughs> That's amazing. I thought, this is so perfect. <laughs> I don't know if either of you guys watched the opening ceremonies either, but and I if you did, I don't know if you caught it. But when you know the nations, all the athletes were walking in, the music that was accompanying them was all video game music. I did notice. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it live, but I watched uh, some of it after the fact, and yeah, that was so good. I yeah, love pretty it. cool. Even though I really enjoy basketball, I have never watched three and three basketball in the Olympics. I'm gonna have to check it out now. Yeah, I never, I'd never even heard of it, and then when until Kristen texted, and I was like, "What?" And so I, I checked it out. We did get a lot of good responses on Instagram. A couple of people mentioned a few things: uh, beach volleyball, gymnastics, 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 <laughs> <laughs> snowboarding, <laughs> hockey, archery. Yeah, there were there were a few we covered and a few we didn't, but uh, I was glad to get some responses from people. It was cool to have some input. And yeah, I've been watching. It's been good. Beach volleyball is another one that makes me feel really tired because I get tired walking on the sand, <laughs> yeah, alone, jumping and running and hitting a ball. Seriously, like sometimes you get to the beach and you're excited to be there and you run down to the water and I'm always like destroyed by the time I get there. Like I'm so tired. Yes. <laughs> so the Olympics are not our topic this week again. Uh, this week, our topic is our favorite albums. And this one I think was tricky because we were trying to especially find albums where we like every song on the album. You know what I mean? Like there's there's lots of albums where I think they're good, but even really, really good albums, like there's a few songs that you could take or leave or maybe you skip when they're on shuffle or whatever. But uh, yeah, so our topic today is is albums. And we have a special guest, don't we? Yes, we do. We have a very special guest with us. Her name is Eliza. Can you say hi to everyone, Eliza? Hi. I just thought another sample size. So Eliza is four years old, and I, I'd be curious to hear what some of Eliza's favorite albums are. So it seems like before with with CDs and vinyls, you would listen to an entire album. But especially now where you're streaming or if you had purchased digital music, you're listening by track. And I thought it would be interesting to pull in a four-year-old because she has an echo in her room, and she won't tell it to play one song after another, she asks for specific albums and actually listens to an entire album rather than just skipping around like if you're on Spotify or iTunes. So I thought it would be fun as well, instead of her just telling us her favorite albums, if she would actually sing a portion of a song and see (laughs) if you two can guess it. Oh, yeah. I like this idea. Okay. Eliza, are you ready to sing a song from the first album you really like? Yes. All right. Go ahead. Are you ready? We're ready. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Daddy. Are you ready, too? I'm ready, too. Let's hear it, Eliza. <laughs> I've been staring on the edge of the water, water, as long as I can remember. I love it. I love Some it. good Moana. Oh, that's right. Moana, ding, ding, ding. Moana <laughs> is one that oftentimes I'll just hear her little voice in the room. She'll say, 
go. Can you please play the Moana soundtrack, please? And she'll listen to Moana. And it's interesting because she actually enjoys the entire album. There are the songs like You're Welcome and what she was singing of How Far I'll Go. But there are others that are orchestral and they're towards the end of the album, the way it's set up. Oh, yeah. And that's usually right as she's falling asleep. And so it's a perfect mix for her to go to sleep. That's perfect. There's so much good music in that movie. Good choice, Eliza. I like that. Thanks. Eliza and I got to play together yesterday and we were listening to music on my phone. And yeah, we were listening to some Moana in there and I was surprised how she knew every word to almost every song, including things that were not being sung in English. That's great. (laughs) It was fun listening to her. (laughs) All right, Eliza, are you ready for your second album that is one of your favorites? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Let's get down to business, to the feet. The Huns. <laughs> Mulan. Mulan. I love right. it. Yeah. That's really good. That's funny because um, I had actually watched the new Mulan, which I ended up not really enjoying at all. And so <laughs> because of that, I thought, you know, I need to go watch the old Mulan. And she watched it with me and she has latched on ever since. So it's not even just that song again she just loves the entire album and she'll request some specific songs sometimes sometimes when we're driving like the reflection song or wash and clean and some things like that so again that's another one that i'll hear her little voice off in the distance asking for the (laughs) mulan soundtrack Uh, so much good music why do you like those eliza because um there did watch a a lot of i of a lot of songs i like Good. Those are good choices. Good ideas. <laughs> Eliza, is there anything else you want to you want to tell us as a guest on our first guest ever on the favorite show? I'm going to tell something that we're actually going to do tomorrow. Ooh, what is it? We're going to do my favorite thing and go with my uncle Alan to his work to stick our feet in the river. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> fun. Well, can you say bye to everyone? Thanks for coming on the show with us. Bye. Bye Eliza. Bye, Eliza. Thanks for being our first guest. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I, I can I can follow up next. I actually um, having a guest on. I won't go into as much detail today as other weeks, but it is an interesting exercise because as I went through my library, I saw that it was very much song based and not necessarily album based. Oh yeah. And I started thinking through albums that I had really enjoyed listening all the way through. And there were definitely honorable mentions out there like Sgt. Pepper that just even has some overlap between the songs, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Um, just lots of great albums. But the first one I'd like to call out is the album Hot Fuss by The Killers. Yeah, I dig that one. I actually hadn't listened to it in a long time, but it has a lot of great songs as I went through it. Um, some of them were, I guess, maybe this is cheating because some of them were released as singles like Mr. Brightside, Somebody Told Me, all these things that I've done. I don't know if all of those songs sound familiar to you, but it's this one is very reminiscent to me of a time in college as well where I listened to a lot of music during, with doing a job that I didn't love. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, I enjoyed this album. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Those are so that just as you mentioned, those songs are so good. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting you made the point about 
you know, there's so many song based things. I, I remember thinking it was so cool when iTunes first came out and then Spotify, because I would buy CDs and, you know, sometimes I like the whole thing or sometimes I just liked a few songs. And of course on a CD player, you just had to skip around. Right. And then, you know, if you made a mixtape or a, or a, a mix CD, you could just put your favorites. And then with iTunes and iPods and Spotify, it was like, oh, now I can just pick my favorite stuff, my pick and choose my things. So yeah, there was there was that difference of like songs versus whole albums. But yeah, like I, that Killers album was great. For some reason, before you said that, I had never in my mind connected the idea that me creating a playlist was just like a mixtape. I don't know why I've never made that connection. But when I listen to music, it's basically my own personal mixtape. And my mixtape varies quite a bit. And sometimes I'll share it. In fact, it's funny. Shannon and I at times will come together and and say, hey, did you find any new music? And it's a fun, fun pastime. But we generally go through songs rather than albums, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's true. Playlists are just the new mixtapes. And honestly, I know Shannon's going to have plenty to say in this episode, but she is the queen of playlists. (laughs) I find so much new music through Shannon on Spotify, her shared or her public playlist just i don't know how you do it shannon but you find all the best stuff and that's where i find all the best stuff well the problem is i do it not well (laughs) i have i have about 400 playlists and so (laughs) that's true that's the problem it's too many and so i mean i do have my several that i go to and i listen to them very regularly but i have so many because i will hear something like oh that's pretty cool and so i'll just like throw it in a playlist for later and then I'll do it over and over and over and over again. So it's not very organized, but there's there's treasures in there for sure. I was stealing playlists from you just earlier this week. You had some some lo-fi stuff that I wanted to use for a meditation playlist. And I was like, Shannon's got the best stuff. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Sean. I, I detracted with I wanted to talk about the playlist mixtape thing, but you you had more to tell us. Well, the, the main takeaway here, it sounds like, is that maybe Shannon should should make her playlist public. And that way, if anybody wanted to, they could Outside of the context of a few favorites, they could actually go grab our playlists or Shannon's playlists. Yeah, that's a good idea. I will get them organized and under control. (laughs) (laughs) Is is there really any control? It just gets larger and larger, (laughs) at least in my experience. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, my next album I, I chose for a slightly different reason, and this that's because this one has actually an intro and an interlude. Uh, in the album that actually take a slight break from the the standard music and then lead into the next song. And that is a Muse album called Absolution. That's a good one. Such a good one. Again, just, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe I'm just going back to this time in my life in the early two thousands or something, but (laughs) this, yeah, when I look at this, the other thing that's interesting that I don't have an answer to is, is as I looked it up, there actually were, several different versions of it. So there's the standard version and then the digital version actually has one additional song fury on it. And then the Japanese edition actually has a smaller subset of the songs. And then the UK limited edition C DVD has a set of the songs plus a documentary, the making of things. So anyway, I I don't know why there were different versions, but the version I've listened to (laughs) is the standard edition and the digital edition. And, Anyway, I like them both a lot. Yeah, they're really good. That's interesting. Yeah, they would have the different releases and stuff for different regions. I I don't know why that would be. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. 
And then my last favorite, again, I'm just cruising through here, is actually a, a different stage for a band. It's actually their debut album, and the album is called Bad Blood by Bastille. This is one I don't, I'm not familiar with this one. I do like that one. Oh man, it's so good. This one, I did I did jump ahead about a decade on this one, so they're not all from the early 2000s. <laughs> but I would, cons- I, would, I would classify Bastille as more of like an indie rock band. And the song that you've heard by them probably a lot is Pompeii. That song was played on the radio quite a bit. I, I think it made song, it into yeah. a couple movies. And to be honest, the one thing about this is I do kick myself. I had the opportunity to see this band before they were as popular. It was like in a small club or something like that. And I had something going on and I didn't just cancel my plans and go. So one day I need to go see these guys in concert and they're probably quite a bit more popular now. But yeah, one just one of my favorite albums as I looked looked through it. Maybe I'm cheating because again, some of these were released as singles before that full album came out. But I look through this and of the albums that I've put out there, I love every single song on this album. It's just phenomenal. And especially for it to be a debut album, my hat off to these guys. It's just incredible. Probably a hard act to follow, a hard act to follow themselves, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of having such a such a great debut album. Yeah. And that that puts a lot of pressure on a band. One of my uh uh, honorable mentions is what's the story morning glory by oasis oh that's a good one that album is so good and i know wonderwall gets a lot of crap for being overplayed by everyone who knows four chords on acoustic guitar but <laughs> that that album is really i think it's just solid from front to back and then like it was so huge and then it was like all right oasis what are you gonna do next and you know <laughs> i like some of their other music but no, just nothing compared with their first album so it's it's uh it, you, they makes makes themselves their own hard act to follow. Yeah. And what's interesting is, funny enough, some of the best songs that these guys have come out with later have actually been remixes or other versions (laughs) that they've, that they've, that they've collaborated with, uh, with others on, but they they do have some other music after this that I really like, and hopefully they'll continue to come out with more. I dig it. I love it. Well, Shannon, me or you next? It doesn't matter. You know what? I'll I'll go and I'll I'll preface. I'll see which if there were ones you were going to talk about, okay. and I'll see if I skip. Um, so one of my favorite bands ever is Counting Crows, and this goes back to when I was in junior high and I was first starting to kind of discover my own taste in music of like what I liked. And uh, they've had so many great albums over the years, but honestly, my favorite of theirs and is one of my favorite albums ever is one that came out in 2014, which was Somewhere Under Wonderland. And the thing I love about it is that I feel like it kind of distills all of their songwriting and musicianship and everything into like into one album. Uh, you know, the musicality and the the thoughtfulness and the feeling and everything. You know, you have all these great songs by them, Long December and Mr. Jones and so many of these songs, but Somewhere Under Wonderland really like brings it all together, just like captures that essential vibe of Counting Crows. Which is funny because it's like so much later from when they first were really popular, um, you know, all the way in 2014. But Somewhere Under Wonderland is a great, great album. I love it. It's only nine songs, but every one of them I think is just fantastic. A funny aside there is that uh, Counting Crows came to our hometown not long after Aaron moved out of town. And so I wasn't able to see <laughs> them true. in concert. It's not true, just, it's true. I mean, it was like a couple of months or something probably. Yeah, it was, it was within yeah. a week. <laughs> oh, it was, it was literally a week after I had moved out and was not 
in Orem anymore. They came to Orem and they played a free mm. concert. Oh, I forgot it was a free concert. That's right. We just got in line oh. and we got yeah. the wristbands and everything. And yeah, it was a great concert. And I did not. Go, I could not go. I did see them live <laughs> another time before that. Um, but no, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. I haven't listened to that album, but Counting Crows will always have a nostalgia factor for me, just because. Yeah, growing up, you and Nolan would listen to them all the time. Yeah, they're. I, I love their music. Um, Shannon, I'm debating these next three that I was I, I, that I'm going to choose from. Were you going to talk about Riot? Sure was. Were you going to talk about Discovery? Sure was. Were you going to talk about Continuum? I, I was going to mention Continuum. Okay. I'll, you say I'll, whatever you want and okay. I can I can chime in. <laughs> I'll go with Continuum. Okay. So one of my <laughs> other favorite albums ever. I love I love John Mayer. I think he is a fantastic songwriter and just an incredible guitarist. Like honestly, He's one, one of, of the favorites. greatest guitarists alive right now. Uh, my favorite album of his is Continuum, which was from 2006. And I had been a fan of his music before. Uh, you know, a lot of it was much more like kind of pop rock sort of sort of vibes and stuff. And, you know, I wasn't like a huge fan of Daughters, but I really liked, uh, you know, No Such Thing and uh, uh, Bigger Than My Body and some of those songs and Neon. But then Continuum came out and I was already like a big fan of the blues. I listened to lots of Stevie Ray Vaughan. I listened to lots of B.B. King. And so Continuum comes out and it was like, it kind of blew my mind because I didn't realize John Mayer was capable of this kind of music, but it has all these, it has the, the, you know, the really beautiful, good acoustic vibe stuff that he's, that he's known for doing, but just this incredible bluesy, like feeling of, Ooh, I just loved it. And easily my favorite song of all time. I know it's hard to, hard to pick like a favorite song, but I, I can say confidently my favorite song ever is slow dancing in a burning room which is off of the Continuum album. And it's just so good. It's funny you mentioned Stevie Ray Vaughan because I almost pulled in one of his albums I love, Couldn't Stand the Weather. Yeah. Just a, just a great album through and through. Honorable mention, I'll throw that out. Yeah, no, he's got so much good stuff. Uh, let's see. Shannon, I'm trying to think of which ones I should pick. You could still talk about them if you want. It's totally good. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Okay, so uh, Shannon's going to talk about Riot by Paramore. I love that album. And I just want to say, Shannon, real quick, I, I know you're going to talk about it, but I remember the first time I heard Paramore, we were in Vegas at like an outlet store. And I think it was like a Vans store or something like that. I don't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. I was going to tell this story. Oh, well, then I'll let you tell it. it no, but I just, no, I just please. You, tell me just, your perspective. Well, I just remember being in the store and we were shopping for shoes and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just started becoming aware of this song that was playing that was like really good. It was like heavy guitars, but it was like poppy and like upbeat and like had this cool vibe and these heavy drums that were really tight. And I remember sort of watching the TV. I don't remember the music video being anything groundbreaking, but the music, I remember just like, I, I realized I was just standing there like listening to the music and I turned to ask you about it and you were doing the exact same thing. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd really ever heard of them. And I think it was, that's what you get. Yes. Um, which was playing and I loved it. So I'll let you talk about more about that album, but that one's definitely one of my favorites. I do want to talk about Discovery real quick. Uh, Discovery by Daft Punk uh, from 2001. The thing I think is so amazing about this album, it's a good album from start to finish already. One of my favorites. But if anybody has ever heard of the movie Interstellar 5555, not Interstellar, Interstellar 5555, it's a movie that has the Discovery album as the soundtrack. It's an anime film. And I, I did some research. The, the idea for this, having this like feature film as a, more or less a music video for the whole album, the idea came early on in the development of the album. But of course, the music came together much quicker than 
hand-drawn animation anime, Mm -hmm. you know, comes. So that came out in 2003. But I remember watching, uh, you know, pulling up videos on YouTube and watching uh, One More Time. And the music video was so interesting. And I remember it ended kind of weird. Like it was this really cool music video and people are dancing and stuff. And then like at the end of the song, there's like somebody like crashing the party and then the song ends. And I remember thinking like, that's kind of a weird ending for a music video. And it wasn't until later I discovered that's just the first song of the entire feature film that goes with the album. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend, I'm sure you can find it online, um, but Interstellar 5555, I feel like gives that that already great album like this extra boost of like this is so cool and so innovative and and just really really awesome. How did, how did I not know this? I don't know. Like I feel like I've listened to a fair amount of Daft Punk. <laughs> I guess I just had no idea. Have you not seen Interstellar Five Five Five? No, I've never I've never seen it. I own it on Blu-ray. We will watch wow. it. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, that's that's good to know. I I. Uh, I'd love to see it. That sounds I was, amazing. I was going to say I own it on digital. I'll send it to you. But if you got Blu-ray, that's even better. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I dig it. Um, my other, I'll, I'll I'll wrap up and let let Shannon go because I know she's got some great things to say. Just <laughs> some of my other honorable mentions: "How to Save a Life" by The Fray, which is 2005. That song, that album, I love every song on it. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our good friend and quasi brother Austin Cross. Uh, he is a phenomenal musician, an incredible guitarist, great singer, songwriter, vocalist. I mean, he, he does everything and does it all well. He was in a band called Victoria and they did one album self-titled Victoria in 2011. And every song on that album is so good. It's like a hard hitting, hard rock, awesome, awesome album. Uh, highly recommend go and listen to it. And Austin, we definitely want to have on, on the show at some point, Austin, if you're listening, get ready. We're going to have you on the, on the show. <laughs> He's done a lot of other music, but I just, Victoria was just, every song was, was great. And then my one cheat, cause I was trying to avoid soundtracks, but I have to say a Charlie Brown Christmas by Vince Guaraldi oh, from 1965. That is just about the most perfect soundtrack that there ever has been in my opinion. It's so good. So yeah, that's always one of my first soundtracks of Christmas is I yes. put on Charlie Brown Christmas and I know the season has arrived. Yep. That's where I start every year too. So. Anyway, those are my those are my favorites. Those are my honorable mentions. And now, Shannon, I want to hear what you have to say. Oh man, <laughs> you guys, I have been so excited for this episode, actually, and I've been very overwhelmed <laughs> by music <laughs> for it too. This was so difficult to do because music has been a big part of our family forever. All of us are constantly listening to music. Um, Like Sean had brought it up, you know, he and I would share Spotify tracks pretty regularly when he was living in Texas. And it was interesting, actually, because I was thinking about a conversation Sean and I had had once upon a time, years and years ago, we were writing in his Forerunner. And I don't know if you even remember this conversation, Sean, but we were listening to that album by Bastille. And you had said that you had the opinion that a favorite album is one that you could listen to the whole album and not want to skip any of the tracks. And that was the album for you. That was your favorite. So I thought it was cool that you talked about it because I remember so that cool. conversation. I don't even remember that. Where, where have I been? I feel like I'm not a part of this family anymore based on this episode. <laughs> no, no. I knew I love music, but I just I don't even know some of these things. <laughs> well, and I, I have a weird memory. I remember a lot of things that are probably not worth remembering. But I mean, that was just a conversation we had in your forerunner driving down the road, listening to that album and something about it stuck with me. So yeah, listening through, 
I was kind of scrolling through my immense Spotify and kind of trying to find what albums really were my favorites. And I always have a hard time narrowing down favorites. I'm very indecisive. So just kind of rapid fire some of my favorites. I realized the golden era for music for me was the early 2000s. Because I really like Nickel Creek's album, Why Should the Fire Die, from 2005. So good. It's a bluegrass album. Very good. Um, I loved Mute Math's album uh, by their same name, Mute Math, from 2006. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. Isn't it's, that the song you guys had? We, we played that one at your wedding, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. That's mine. my husband and my's wedding song was You're Mine by Mute Math. Yeah. And yeah, they're an electronic rock group. Something that's very cool about that album is you just listen to it straight through. All of the songs like lead into each other. It's very cool. Um, I also love John Mayer. Love his album Continuum from 2006. So good. So uh, good. Yeah, and you were saying that one's a bluesy album. I also really love John Mayer's album Born and Raised from 2012. Oh, yeah, and totally different too. Yeah, that one's more acoustic-y, folksy. It's very good. So my very top three... It's so funny that, you know, Aaron, we have so many similar ones. I really love Daft Punk's album Discovery from 2001. It was their second album that they made. And you hit it on the head. It's a very good album all on its own. But the whole music video rock opera anime that went with it is really what makes it such a cool album. And Where have yeah. I been? Where have I been? What's going on here? <laughs> You'll see it soon. Very soon. <laughs> yes. Well, and I remember discovering that one because as a kid, um, I was watching Toonami one time, the Cartoon Network late night anime special that they did. Oh, yeah. And they played one more time, uh, just the clip from Interstellar 5555. Same thing that Aaron said. You know, it's kind of weird. It just ends. But, you know, the animation was also pretty familiar. When I did some research on it, looked it up, it was produced by Toei Animation which all you anime fans out there, they also did Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, One Piece, mm-hmm. Digimon, yeah. Cyborg 009, yep. all these awesome big name animes. And then, yeah, they did this French techno bands music <laughs> video. And it's so good. And you're right. Yeah, like you you can definitely see the style. It's It definitely fits the same style as those shows you were mentioning. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, so yeah, there's no dialogue, there's very minimal sound effects, and yeah, the two members of Daft Punk had initially thought of doing a live-action movie featuring themes of overcoming oppression and rebelling against the machinery of life, quote-unquote, is what I'd found. And after the live-action approach was discarded, they were considering several styles, and they landed on one of their childhood heroes, Leiji, oh, I'm going to butcher his name, Leiji Matsumoto. I'm glad you tried to say it because I I thought about (laughs) it too and I was like, nope, I'm not going to (laughs) try. And he made, oh, I think I wrote it down. He made the show or movie, I'm not entirely sure what it was, Captain Harlock, which was an influence on their childhood and they loved it. And so they contacted him and asked him, you know, if he would do this. And I found that they had premiered it in America on Cartoon Network via Toonami for a special edition four-part episode of the movie. 
So I kind of wonder if that was what I saw, is if I saw part of it or something. It was in 2001, so it could have been. I don't know. but Could be, yeah. They said in an interview that they realized that the music that they had been making, quote, must have been influenced at some point by the shows we were watching when we were little kids, which I think is a cool thing that... You know, these shows that they were watching had such an impact on them that it, they didn't even realize how much it stuck with them. And once they were making this album and they were thinking about turning it into a feature film that, you know, it just kind of naturally clicked for them. And I thought that was cool. That's way cool. Yeah. Then my last two most favorite albums. Aaron had touched on it. My favorite band of all time. If anybody knows me, they know is Paramore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, my very favorite uh, two albums by them. First one is Riot from 2007. This was their second album. And it's very, yeah, punk rock. And like Aaron said, I was, this album is what introduced me to this band. We were in Las Vegas visiting family. I felt like we heard the song on the radio everywhere. And then, yeah, we saw the music video playing at a store. And. Just It was so cool. It was a cool, cool song, and we eventually bought the album. And this is a group that they were like a high school band that made it, essentially. They were very young in high school when they all got together. So, like I said, this was their second album. And at this point, the lead singer, Haley Williams, was 19 years old. It's just crazy. The lead guitarist, Josh Farrow, was 20 years old. His little brother was the drummer, Zach. He was 17 years old. Wow. <laughs> and then um, they had a bassist who had joined the band by this album, Jeremy Davis, who was 22. Kids. I, so yeah, kids. <laughs> they were incredibly young. They made this album that had all of these major hits that kind of got them known. That's what you get. Crush, crush, crush. The one that most people know, Misery Business. Yeah. Anybody listening, if you like Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Good For You, it's on the radio. It's everywhere. If you like that song, you'll like Misery Business. It's essentially the same song. And it's it's really good. And I mean, part of it for me is that it's nostalgia. It's the album that got me into them. But it's also just such a solid album. And I should I should point out, Riot with an exclamation point. Yes, <laughs> which they had explained in an interview at some point. I was reading that they named the album Riot because it was just an explosion of their emotions all over the place. That they just, they had a song to sing and to play and they were going to do it. They were going to do it loud and just deliver it with their whole body and soul. That's a good description. They certainly did, yeah. And especially when you see them, the amount of headbanging and moving around oh and gosh. jumping. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Even with, yeah, just like the guitarists headbanging. And I'm like, how can you play anymore? And yeah, the drummer headbanging. How can you see what you're doing anymore? Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, so my second favorite by theirs, and I don't know that I'd say second favorite, just another favorite of mine by them is their album After Laughter, which came out exactly 10 years later in 2017. This was their fifth album, and it is a completely different sound at this point. Um, this one's more synth pop, new wave, kind of pop rock. And the band itself went through a lot of changes at that point. Um, there was a very big dispute between uh, the Pharaoh Brothers and Haley. And that resulted in the brothers leaving the band. And so they had made a different album that they were not on. 
Eventually, Zach Farrow, the drummer, he and Haley Williams made amends, and he has rejoined the band. Uh, the live album you were saying, Aaron, uh, The Final Riot, at that point, Taylor York joined the band as a new guitarist. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so at this point with After Laughter, the band is just those three members, Haley, Zach, and Taylor. And something I love about After Laughter is how opposite things are in that album. The music is so poppy and happy, but if you listen to the lyrics, they are so sad. And at this point, Haley Williams had just started opening up about her mental health and, you know, anxiety and depression, how she was feeling. And really, if you look at the titles of the album or the songs in the album, you've got fake happy, hard times, grudges, no friend. And she had kind of talked about there's a song lyric in there that when she was performing, you know, she's happy. She's stomping on a beat. She's good to go. And then as soon as the concert's over, she realized just how empty she felt. And I just feel like at least all of us, maybe I'm projecting, maybe I'm not. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but I feel like of the three of us, we all have our various struggles with anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what I what I loved with this album is it was about taking those feelings and owning them. Like, yes, the lyrics are sad, but you own that sadness. You sing about these hard things while dancing around your living room because it's such a happy beat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. love that so much. I was uh, looking in our iTunes, and this, my number one most played song in iTunes is Hard Times, which is the, uh, would you call it the title song of the album? It's yeah. the first one. Yeah, it's it's such a good song. I, I I love that. That whole album is really, really good. But yeah, I love that taking something that's inherently hard or difficult or that you don't want to deal with, you want to go away and turning that into something that you can, you know, you can own and you can you can use to to bring others up, you know, and and share in that that experience to see that somebody that, you know, especially somebody like Haley Williams, you can watch her on stage and think, well, this is somebody who's got it all perfect. That's got it all figured out. And then to kind of learn like, no, she has the same struggles that we have. You know, she goes through the same crap that we have to go through and that's okay. You know, you don't have yeah. to let that control you or own you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I definitely, I overplay hard times in this house. I know Alex knows that song by heart at this point, <laughs> but it's, it's really good. And, there's another song on the album called 26 and that is the one on the album that is just it's sad and it's beautiful and I went and saw Paramore live I was going to say not too long ago but with covid I feel like it's probably a lot longer ago <laughs> than I think I'm thinking but Haley had said at that point um that she had asked Taylor who she mostly wrote lyrics. He wrote the music. And I know, you know, they both kind of did a bit of both. But she'd asked him to write a song that she could just be sad on, that she could just let it all out. And it is a very emotional song. And it is very beautiful. And I definitely cried when they played it live. And she did, too. And I feel like everybody there was crying. <laughs> but wow. it's just... That's a song when I feel like I need to just sit and be alone with my emotions. That's a really good one. I do think we should do a topic one of these one of these weeks of our favorite sad songs because they definitely they have a place. You know, a lot of times people listen to music to be pumped up or to get their energy and stuff. But like a good sad song, like sometimes that's what you need. 
you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there you go. Moral of the story. If you want some good new music, please go check out Paramore. Paramore, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All their stuff is good. So, I, I yes. have not listened to anything of theirs that I was like, you know, I, yeah. it's all, I love it all. And I mean, honorable mention, Haley Williams did just start releasing a bunch of solo stuff that she did in quarantine and things. She, she released a ton, actually. She released two new albums that have a lot of music on both of them. I really loved her second solo album. It's called Flowers for Vases and Descansos. She gave it two titles. I don't remember why she said why, but huh. it's a very pretty album. It's very cool. So, but... I'm excited for more stuff from them for sure. Well, I will say I'm surprised that we all ended up picking things within about 15 years of, yeah. of time. <laughs> I had that thought as I was going through all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what's so funny is I was looking because it's, it's um, you know, Aaron, you had mentioned Austin. I, a very, very close friend of mine. We were very like anti-current music um, growing up. It was more like... Yeah, you got to go back to the pure roots very much. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, and and just going yeah. back. And so yeah. it's funny that we ended up on this because um, I was even looking at different decades. I thought, oh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe we could have a discussion about Johnny Johnny B. Good and Chuck Berry compared to, and the, the birth of rock and roll, yeah. and, you know, Elvis <laughs> and and get into the Beatles. I thought very much so because we listen to the Beatles a lot too. Oh, yeah. And then on, yeah, like I said, Led Zeppelin, the 70s, 80s, I kind of pretended didn't didn't happen for a while, <laughs> but then there was some some really good stuff in there too, actually over time. Like I've just grown to love music, right? I could go through every decade. And so it's just interesting that we, we landed there. It's like we, yeah, it's like we're related or something. <laughs> yeah. As if, no, it, I did think it was interesting. And, and there are, you know, these other albums, it was so hard to pick these ones that I wanted to talk about because these are, these are albums where I really do like love every song on the album. There's lots of albums where I like every song, you know, I could pick out some Beatles albums or the Eagles or Led Zeppelin or some of these other albums from, you know, or even albums that came out this year or last year or whatever. Uh, but it, it is interesting those years, you know, 2000, what was, I was in college from what, 2005 to 2000 something. I was in college for a long time cause I was <laughs> real slow <laughs> and I was a music major. So that took forever anyway. But like these, I think that's maybe why some of my albums came from that time period is because that was when I was like, really like, you know, like you, you start learning who you are and you start discovering who you are when you're in junior high and high school and stuff. But I feel like when I was in college, that's when I really started to become me independently like yeah uh, and you know independent of anybody else so this is me and maybe that's why that's the time period it came from but mm. yeah we we definitely i definitely want to do more topics that are music related and, and narrow it down you know favorite favorite beatles song or favorite sad song or favorite pre-80s album or you know 70s album whatever like we could do so many specific things but but yeah, yeah these were these are definitely some of my favorites i wanted to talk about for sure and I do think it is funny that, Sean, you nailed it. I feel like we we love a lot of music, a lot of decades, a lot of genres. Like, I can genuinely say I like something from everything, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely would agree with that. And yeah, growing up, I mean, 
dad was always playing, playing his favorite music and, and, you know, mom had her stuff that she liked too. And we just, we, you know, we were cleaning the house and we'd crank up the music or whatever. And, and so we always were sharing our music with each other and to varying levels of, of liking or disliking. I know, you know, Shannon, I know how you feel about Hotel California. Um, and it's, I love the song and dad, it's one of dad's favorites. I thought dad would disown me when I told him how much I didn't like that song. (laughs) You know, such a good guitar solo though. And like, you know, I know Nolan and I were really big into smashing pumpkins and that was mom's least favorite ever. You know, she (laughs) hates Billy Corgan's voice and all of that. But, um, you know, we did, we shared a lot of music and I love that. I think it's cool that we have, we have our own unique things. We also have things we share and I, I, I dig it. And on that note, uh, I think that that'll probably do it for us. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think. Uh, your favorites, I'm certain, are different from ours, or or maybe you do like the same stuff as us. Uh, we want to hear about it. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com or look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast. Let us know your favorite albums uh, or just favorite music, whatever. We want to hear what you guys are listening to. Uh, you know, as like we said, we discover a lot of our favorite music from each other. So if you find something new for us to listen to all the all the better we'd love to hear it if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever let us know make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. there's a whole bunch of places where you can find us subscribe so you don't miss us and we would love a five-star rating if you are able to uh it helps us to kind of come to the top of searches and kind of get our foothold in the vast ocean of podcasts out there so please five stars um, none of these, none of these two star, one star ratings. Just give us five stars. That's all we ask. <laughs> yeah, five stars is my favorite. Yeah, oh, you guys see what I did there? Uh, uh-huh. I dig it. Yeah, I've got feedback <laughs> for us. Email us five stars though. Yeah, if you hate the show, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't rate us. Okay, well that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Aaron. This is Sean. I'm Shannon. And we'll talk to you guys all next week. Cue that music. Yeah.